Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. We feature guests of varying backgrounds and lived experiences to share their empowering stories, knowledge, and insights. Our goal is for you, the listener, to fill your mind with empowering content to further empower your human. I'm your host, Inkeeching Waffle Robinson, and founder and CEO of Empowered in My Skin, Inc. I'm an award-winning technology executive, having been awarded Most Powerful Women in Canada Top 100 by the Women's Executive Network, WXN, in 2020. But that's not all. I'm a proud author, an International Federation of Bodybuilding Pro Athlete, an inspirational speaker, and viral sensation with speeches that have been viewed over 10 million times worldwide. I trust that you are already feeling empowered. So please listen, leave a review, share the podcast, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For now, I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. I'm here today with a very special Empowered of My Skin podcast interview. I'm going to call this one actually a discussion. And I consider it very personal um, in the sense that it was born from one, a friend of mine who reached out um, seeking my, you know, help um, for a cause. And two, um, personally witnessing a couple of protests in November and December that left me curious to understand more about the challenges Iranians have been facing, especially the women. I've read about Iranians' women's demand for freedom, and it takes me to a quote, it reminds me of a quote by Martin Luther King that says, freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. And while this was voiced about the rights of black people, it is a universal message. And as a result, I'm opening up this conversation with two Iranian women in my circle, whom I love, um, to one, understand more about their fight for freedom, and two, gain insight on how we can all lean in to help. So with that, I'm going to start this discussion, and I'm going to pass it over to, well, I'll start with Afsane to introduce herself. Thank you. First of all, I want to thank you sincerely to uh, allowing us to use your platform um, and your support in solidarity with the uh, Iranian women uh, for their fights or equal rights, uh, which is amazing. Thank you very much. My name is Afsanet Erani. So um, I migrated from Canada. Actually, I migrated to Canada about 25 years ago. And um, the reason I migrated was I wanted my daughter uh, to have a freedom and to live in a free country, which we are living today. And the last thing I wanted to see is for her to have any limitation. And when I brought her in here, I told her, uh, your limit is the sky. So it's it's up to you where you want to go. So, um, and I'm proud of that decision. And, um, but, uh, just to give you a little bit background, um, imagine, just imagine, um, you sleep tonight and you wake up tomorrow and the government of, of Canada announced in the news to say, uh, starting from tomorrow, no women allowed to come to work without a job or, uh, you know, probably um, cover themselves. And later, a couple of months after, uh, they expanded that to the uh, public places as well. This is what happened about 45 years ago in Iran. And on top of that, the government created an organization called Morality Police, which they were arresting the women 
which they are not comply. Um, and um, they basically um, removing the uh, basic rights. Now, what happened really on September 13, 2022, is a 22-year-old Mahsa Amini was arrested by Iranian morality police. And the reason for that was not probably wearing her hijab. It actually was a piece of her hair was all of the, uh, you know, her scarf. It wasn't like she didn't have the uh, clothes or anything. She was beaten and she was died in the government custody. Um, but the Iranian government never taken any blame for it. The most critical point here is that what happened to Mahsa could have happened to any woman in Iran. With all the laws that Islamic Republic has against women's rights, her murder has sparked unprecedented protests across the countries, sparking the rise against the brutality of the regime around the country by, and by many Iranian, uh, which is all of the country and internationally. The protest has continued and is continuing since September 2022, almost on a daily basis. And as we speak here today, the Iranian government is killing, raping, executing, arresting women continuously and has shut down the internet to silence the people. Wow, thank you, Asane, for sharing that story. And my our next guest also is um, a friend, a dear friend and colleague. And Bana, can we hear from you um, and a little bit about who you are and your story? Thank you so much, Nkechi. Thanks for having us here and being our voice. I'm Bana and Barry. I'm an AVP of technology and platform at TD. And I migrated to Canada uh, 18 years ago. And the reason that I came to Canada was um, I, I was a, a new software engineer in Iran, and I, I knew that there is no uh, room for me to grow. That's why I had to leave my whole family behind and follow my dream to come to a free country like Canada and build my, uh, my life here from, uh, from actually uh, nothing, uh, which... I'm happy that I made that decision, and I'm lucky to call Canada my home, uh, but it caused me uh, lots of personal grief because um, all of my immediate family, my mom, my sisters, my dad, everyone are back home, and it's just me here. So, Bana, um, I'm going to ask you as well, because Afsane, thank you. Thank you. Sorry to bring up. It was it was a top. It was an area that I want to go, which is what happened and transpired with, uh, with uh, Masa Amini. Um, back in September. Um, and so, you know, Afsane has explained the story. When that news broke, you know, can you, each of you, and Ben, I will start with you, can you share, like, personally, how did that impact you? Well, um, I was devastated. And it's not just uh, me. Every single Iranian um, human being uh, was devastated. For me, it was a little bit more personal because I do have two younger sisters back home. And um, I knew that it could have been them. And uh, I, I was so worried and frustrated that um, 
how can someone make a decision about others' personal life for something as basic, right as basic as what you're supposed to wear or what you're not supposed to wear? Mm-hmm. Um, that's why um, since that tragedy, nothing is normal for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, my life um, became like all about this uh, revolution basically mm. uh, we we don't want to call it like protest we, it, it is a revolution um, every woman inside Iran and outside Iran can relate to this tragedy and they they took it personal and then they start um, fighting against all these um, brutal, all these activities that this brutal regime actually enforce upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my, I don't know if uh, you have me in uh, social media or not, but all of my uh, social media activities are now dedicated to this revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what I would like to do and what I'm trying to do is to bring awareness as much as I can, to um, people who are living outside Iran, especially people who are living outside Iran, to uh, to educate them about the situation in Iran and encouraging them to stop being indifferent. Mm. Um, especially at the beginning, when when um, uh, Masa Amini passed away uh, or got killed by morality uh, police force um, everyone uh, brought this conversation around uh, oh it's about hijab and I I was trying to educate people that it's not about hijab it's not about Islam it's not like Iranian women are against Islam that's not the case it is about basic human rights it's about being free in order to choose what to wear or in order even they go one step ahead in order to choose what to eat like you you can't choose anything in that country for yourself that's why i made it my own personal mission to talk to as many people as I can and educate them about the situation because that's that's the only thing that I can do at this moment. And that's a big thing. And awareness is, it starts, everything starts with understanding and awareness. And so, you know, thank you. Thank you, Benna. And I will share your social media profiles as thank well you. so that people can actually um, tune in, like lean in and, uh, and connect with you that way. And Afsane, oh, how about yourself? Actually, when this happened, I was traveling to Morocco with, with my daughter. And I had no idea, like in the first two, three days, all of a sudden I saw it all in social media, what is happening in Iran. And I couldn't believe it. Like I, we were traveling almost every day. We were with a tour. Like that was our vacation. Like it was what uh, in a lifetime vacation to Morocco we were going. And then all of a sudden, my daughter saw me every day um, just on the social media and getting sadder and sadder. And immediately when I could connect to the Internet, I was just on the Internet to see what the hell is happening to Iran. 
And, you know, I, I was keep calling to my family because similarly to Bono, my, my family is, is back home. Like, I could think about this is my nieces, this is my nephews, this, these are the Gen Z uh, people, they are out there, right? And um, I could even sometimes was imagining what if my daughter was still there, right? What if we were still there? Like, all of these things, you know, was in my mind all the time, and I was thinking, you know, um, and I couldn't stop crying. Like, even I'm talking right now, I can't stop crying. What is happening to the kids in Iran? So, and this is, to, to Bana's point, what's really for the basic right. You're just piece of your hair is out of your, you know, scarf. Or, you know, you want to show your hair. Or, um, again, the, the basic right, which you cannot sing. Like, mm-hmm. all they are asking is singing. Dancing mm-hmm. industry, mm-hmm. and this is the right they are basically don't don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cannot basically uh, get out of the country without a man permission, either their husband, their father, a man permission. They they right is in the hand of a man, whomever mm-hmm. it is, uh, the closest to them, right? They cannot be a judge. They cannot get divorced. They cannot have the custody of their children. They cannot buy a ride. They cannot buy a ride. A kid cannot buy a ride. And they cannot go to the sports stadium uh, to see their son or their brother or, you know, their, their friends playing in the sports stadium. They're banned from stadium. Uh, they, can have, um, they can't have abortion. They, their inheritance is half of the man, like their life is worth half of a man. The maturity of the age for the women is nine years old. That means the father can give away their daughter with nine years old, and for the boy is 15 years old. And, you know, th- these are the things which is, you know, you're looking at it, and when you look at it, say, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. They want to have a normal, usual life to dance, to sing, to walk in the street, to get the, you know, hand-to-hand with their boyfriend. Like these are the basic rights we take it as a granted in here, mm-hmm. but these are the real things is they are fighting for. And so when you think to the and I and Manna, you said you don't want to call them protests. So I, I agree, it's a, it's obviously it's a revolution, but then there's the activities of the protests. And I'm going to ask you here because I know I know there's a chant. I hear it. Can you both say it and then translate it for the listeners? Um, because the translation is actually the title of this of this episode. Um, but can you please say it so that pe- when people hear it, they know what it means? It's women, life, freedom. Zan zendegi azadi. Say it one more time. Women, life, freedom. So when we hear that, that is actually women and people supporting women, just asking for basic rights. It's actually very powerful. And so my next question to you is, do you feel like with the exposure that is that and the awareness that's being brought and the protests that are happening around the world, because I know it's not just happening in the areas that I mean, I've I've been in two protests so far. Um, do you feel there's any shift like or do you say at this point we're at the stage of awareness? Yes, absolutely. Um, th- there is good awareness at international level at this moment. Um, we we do have parliament members in uh, North America, in Europe, that they start talking about this matter and they start 
basically fighting for the rights. But um, I'm not sure it's enough because um, there are other political agenda that the Iranian regime are moving forward and they are trying to they are trying to position everything in a way that everything is normal and and the people inside Iran and people outside Iran we are trying to keep talking about it and keep saying that nothing is normal, nothing inside Iran is normal, although governments may want to position it that way. There are more than 16,000 people that are in prison for this matter, and some of them already received death sentence. And, And then two or three of them already have been hanged basically they kill them for this type of protest. And also, like the number of people that were killed is more than 500 people at this moment. Around 70 of them were children. But some of these 16,000 people that are currently in jail are children as well. And they are going through all these fake trials, like 10 minutes trials, and then what they will receive is a death sentence after the trial, after like 10 minutes trial without any lawyer. So, so uh, although people are talking about it, but I think like uh, we need everyone to talk about mm-hmm. it. So everyone outside Iran starts putting a pressure on the government and start doing something. Mm-hmm. And to Bana's point, there is not enough coverage in the media, honestly. Yeah. Like if something happening, uh, you know, for if you remember for Malala Yousafi, which, which was mm-hmm. happened way back, the news was covering almost 24 by 7 in CNN, BBC, and everywhere. But the people are dying in Iran. They are getting executed, ex- executed, and there is not enough news uh, really broadcasting. That's why we are here and we are asking for awareness and we are asking for the help, be their voice. One other thing that I would like to highlight is, yes, there is lots of talk in social media, but there is not enough talk in the media, the newscasts. Mm-hmm. And, and then people need to realize that for example, there is lots of talk about Ukraine. People need to realize that Iranian regime is part of Ukraine problem as well. So if we don't talk about mm-hmm. Iranian challenges, we won't be able to solve for Ukraine. But then you will see that every night in the media, we have some type of news about Ukraine, but nothing about Iran. And that's a challenge. Well, I want to say thank you. I thank you to both of you. I mean, I wanted to help. And the only way I can say is go to people that I know, you know, through lived experiences that we become more knowledgeable. And so just in conclusion, and to draw this to a close, I know that, you know, this has to make it its way to the government. So Afsane, you you shared some links, which will be all in the show notes. But are there other things that people can do? Yes. So really, our ask is, uh, please email your MP and your 
politicians ask them to basically um, list IRGC and all of the related relatives um, as a terrorist and also uh, deport the relatives which they are living in Canada with the people money. This is the people money they are living in here and they are hiding behind it. So that's our ask. Also, share with your friends, share with your families, raise awareness in your social media, hashtag Mahsa Amini, that will go a long way. Sign on petitions uh, and follow uh, the Iran lovers too. I actually share that link because this uh, basically group is not affiliated to any groups and sole purpose of this group is amplifying the voice of Iranian fighting for freedom in Iran. And they have Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and I share all of those links in your platform. And be mindful about your community and impacted people. Just uh, if you know an Iranian uh, person around yourself, just ask them how are they doing because mm -hmm. they're not doing good, really. Mm -hmm. I'm waking up with Instagram. Mm -hmm. I go to work, finishing with Instagram. Yeah, this is our life today. Yeah, actually, that lends a good question because. And, and, and I speak from experience, right? Like I think about two years ago when George Floyd um, and that was publicized and in the workplace, there had to be education to say people to our colleagues to say it's OK to talk about it. So how about what's happening in the workplace? Are you getting the support that you feel you need from your colleagues? Do you feel more could be done sort of in the corporate environment to support, you know, the Persian community? Yes, definitely more can be done. So um, the, when when this tragedy happened, um, there was a call to action for senior executives at TD, and they provided great support for our colleagues. Mm -hmm. So uh, they sent out um, some emails, and they they dedicated um, a connection page for the colleagues to uh, basically reach out for help. Mm -hmm. We also created a supporting group at TD, so we we can provide our um, basically we can provide support for our colleagues. But definitely more can be done mm -hmm. uh, because uh, we're not talking about it uh, after like after September, October, no one talked about it. And again, like things went back to normal, but nothing is normal. As, mm -hmm. as Sana mentioned, we are going through this uh, dramatic life uh, impacting event on a daily basis, every single day, each Iranian outside Iran wake up, open the Instagram, read through the horrible news that we are receiving. Oh my God, another person sentenced to death. Oh my God, another person died or, or anything, like lots of bad news. And, and then there is, there is no real support. No mm -hmm. one talks about it. We just put the brave face on, go back to work, do our job, and then come back home and go through the same cycle over and over again. Well, for what it's worth, um, I just want both of you to know that I, I see you. Thank you. And Thank I you. honor you. And... Um, and from human to human, I know it's not easy, and um, I will continue 
to do what I can do and to lend this platform to keep, you know, this, this revolution, um, alive and going. Um, and so I'm open to bring you back Thank <laughs> you to continue the conversation. And Nikiji, if you don't mind, there is a song which uh, came with Sharon Hardipur right after this uh, Mahsa Amini's incident happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rano Mansur translated that to English for the people which, you know, they can understand what is happening. And I can share the YouTube or I can play it right now if uh, you're interested or if you have time. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do one better. Um as part of, and everyone's listening to this, as part of the edit, I'm going to play the song to end the episode. Yeah. Okay. And so it'll be into, it'll be actually edited into the episode and then that way everyone can, can listen to it. That's great. Absolutely great. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. Thank you so much. No problem. My pleasure. My pleasure. And to everyone that's listening, you know, I think this is a call for solidarity. You know, it's, um, it's important. There's people out there in the world that are suffering. And I think if we just think about it on a human level, like if we actually stop doing and really just focus on being, each and every one of us has a duty, in my opinion, to just support, to see, to hear, to honor that next human that's standing beside you. You never know what they're going through. And there's a lot of Persian people in our communities that are suffering. And so I'm asking everybody to really you know, join in solidarity to support, to gain more knowledge and to really understand the place of, of this revolution and do whatever you can to raise a voice, to lend an ear and to just support because it matters. Thank you very much. So thank you everybody. Thank you for listening. And I would say we're going to go out with that song. Thank you. I'll send you the link. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Dancing in the alleys and the streets For the thrill and the fear of getting caught kissing For my sister, my brother and unity For all the times we tried to change their minds and stale beliefs For the loss of pride, for poverty For the dream of just a normal life for you and me For all the children who were starving for a loaf of bread For the greed of politics and all the lies they spread For all the... Mass polluted air we breathe For all the litter in the streets And all the dying trees For all the animals who suffer from elimination For all the cats and dogs who love us Without no conditions For all the tears that seem to never end For all the images that keep on turning in our heads For a simple smile to last a little while For the future generations fighting for their time For empty promises of heaven in the afterlife For all the imprisonment to beautiful minds For all the babies who were born and for the ones who died For all the times you told the truth and all the times you lied For all the speeches that we heard about a million times For all the shacks and shelters that were sold to make a dime For just a... 
glimpse of a peaceful life for the rising of the sun after an endless night for all the pills we pop just to get some sleep for all mankind and our country for all the boys and girls who never knew equality for woman for life liberty Tea.